Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Uh, welcome. The latest edition of the Dogcast uh, brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. Uh, I'm Bretton Yates, your host for today, alongside Greyhound Racing SA's racing manager, uh, Sean Matheson. And Matho, we have got another big week of Greyhound Racing. It just continues. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a big show coming up today all highlighted and heading towards the Gawler Cup final on Sunday night. But plenty to review as well, Yatesy. I mean, we had our Group 1 Adelaide Cup final run and one, which uh, created plenty of excitement. Probably not the way some people thought, but uh, Buzz Junkie got the job done there at 100 to 1. I don't know if any of your money was on it. (laughs) But uh, no, plenty to review and a big show coming up. Yeah, no doubt about it. A, a terrific night. So we'll preview that uh, big night at Gawler. We've got the Group 3 Gawler Gold Cup. Uh, we've got the uh, the Sprint Classic as well. And there's a consolation of the Cup on that night. We'll look back at the big night, as you touched on, Matho, the Adelaide Cup uh, all the way back a couple of weeks ago now. And our interview today, it's going to be uh, with Victorian trainer Dan Gibbons, who's already had some success uh, here in South Australia recently. And he's got Kelsey Bale, uh, uh, who looks pretty hard to beat in our Gawler Gold Cup final on Sunday. The Week in Review. Our Week in Review is brought to you by the Fresh Pet Food Co. Uh, they are proud suppliers of uh, fresh pet food for our GAP SA greyhounds in the GAP prison programs. They are based right here in SA. So uh, visit their website, Fresh Pet Food Co com.au for more information. Uh, Matho, the review. Well, a bit to look back on. We'll get back to Monday night soon because that's the big uh, review for the preview uh, for Gawler. But let's go uh, back in time a couple of weeks, the uh, the Adelaide Cup. Tell us about the night firstly. And, uh, gee, you're right, what an upset win. Peter Jovanovic, the uh, trainer of... Um, Buzz Junkie, who crossed from the outside drawer and stayed out of trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the night itself, I mean, unfortunately, we got um, the weather was not fantastic, to be fair. Um, but the crowd came. Um, a lot of them was there for Wow, She's Fast. But obviously, it's our group one. A lot of promotion goes into it to get people there who uh, just are interested in greyhound racing from all walks of life. So we had a decent crowd there, to be fair. And um, even though the weather wasn't that great, I know the band, we had um, Mr. Buzzy there. Oh, and unfortunately, yeah. they, we couldn't play their first set because it was a bit <laughs> wet for them. But, hey, it all went through. And that's all part of the night, the experience. I know plenty of people had plenty of fun and excitement on the night, um, let alone what happened on the track. And what an amazing race it was for the Adelaide Cup final. Uh, Buzz Junkie, as you mentioned, crossed from the wide draw. I don't think anyone saw that happening at all. Yep. There was uh, definitely plenty of interference and, wow, she's fast. You know, you got plenty of checks and found herself out the back. But, you know, midway down the back straight, Buzz Junkie um, owned locally, um, Nick Lally and Troy McFarlane and trained by Peter. And it was like this was going to have a South Australian win here, which was fantastic. Cross the line. There was a bit of a, a bit of a gasp with the crowd. That's what happens <laughs> when big odds winners come through. But, um yeah, an amazing performance. Um, Buzz Junkie got the job done, as you said. Missed all the interference from Box 8. Uh, Zippy Tesla ran home well into second and Photo Man into third. But it was all about Buzz Junkie and the South Australian win. And, you know, it was 100 to 1, quoted at 50 to 1, the final quote. But, uh, you know, an, another another Group 1 classic race, really. Yeah, fantastic stuff. And uh, just goes to show you never know, do you? Uh, well, like you you got to be there to do it. And, and they were there and got it done. Well, I think that's the case. I mean... It, clearly at 101, it's it's not one of the favoured runners, but you've got to make the final. The Buzz Junkie won, it, won his way through to the heat. You can't win it 
unless you're there. And so he had every chance. And that's why there's, you know, there's hope for every single person going, <laughs> going around. You've got to be in the race to win it. And so yep. once you get there, that's, that's the big part of the job done. And, and it's a credit to them. I know uh, the dog, um, they've done a lot of work with the dog to get it to the point of him being really competitive at this level. And he got the job done. And I believe he's now headed back to New South Wales, Yatesy. Right. Um, back to the trainers back there. But I definitely think you'll see him on the on the group stage. I know they're targeting some races in Victoria, so that'll be terrific. But um, uh, but still owned locally, which again is is just a terrific thing for our uh, our owners. People who want to get involved in greyhound racing. Anyone can have the thrill that that the owners did on the night. Yeah, and and look. Uh you know, they've been a bit of a tough time as well for, for some of the ownership uh, yeah. there too. So what a great success. And, and well done to Peter Jovanovic. Uh, oh, great too. training performance, Yatesy, as well. He's only had the dog for a short period of time. We know he's a master trainer. And, um, you know, anything that's in P. Jovanovic's name, you, you've got to, <laughs> got to fully respect. He knows how to win big races. And, you know, I was really emotional on the dice after the race with the owners and with Peter because these are the races that the, the SA people want to win. You want to win your hometown group one. And it happened uh, yeah. a few weeks ago. Not only that, you want to win it, but you go there not thinking you can, probably. Mm-hmm. like yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm not in their head. But I would imagine at 100s, with where she's fast in the race and given what we've seen, you're probably going there and like there's an element of hope, but it's probably it's probably hollow hope. You, you, yeah. you sort of, you know, we're there, but that's about it. But then the box is open and then wow, she's fast gets crowded and then Mally magic shifts out. And then all of a sudden you're out wide and you find the lead. Mm. Now you're starting to cheer. And then the way he extended down the back and put the race away, I really was waiting for something to to come out, but no, just on the lure and kept humming. And you know, um, what, what a great thrill. Oh, most definitely. I mean, I know a lot of the talk was about wow, she's fast prior to the race and, and, you know, we really appreciate Jackie and Kel Greeno bringing her across and going through the series. And by all reports, she's pulled up okay afterwards, a little bit sore, but she's okay. And she'll progress through her Group 1 campaign and be hopefully a dominant player as we go into the later in the year. But, um, yeah, I mean, South Australia to the fore, winning our hometown Group 1, a wonderful night. And it was a, it was a wonderful night, even though the rain was, was a bit on and off. But, uh, you know, the Adelaide Cup on that Friday night is always a great experience for everyone who's there. A couple of uh, other winners we'll touch on. Uh, the Premier's Cup winner, fantastic. Radley running a track record straight to the lead. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant, as you mentioned. I mean, he's been getting super close to that track record every time he goes around. He's been such a dominant stayer, hasn't he? I think he, yeah. um, on the dice, I'm saying he's, he's undefeated um, in 12 Angle Park runs, like, you know, 15 of 16, just amazing. I know he's got a slight setback, so you might okay. not see him for a couple of weeks. Right. But um, no doubt he'll be targeting some races um, interstate, no doubt. But, yeah, track record performance and terrific for uh, for Elizabeth and Aussie Chegia. And Enthusiastic was just able to uh, hold off the quick finisher, taking out the Country Cup. Was It was the Gawler rep? Gawler uh, rep yeah. for, for Nikki Price. Yeah, Enthusiastic was able to lead and, and really pinched to break and, and held on really well from Fantastic Faith who rocketed home and just had a run like Jess. But uh, really one of the, um, I suppose, what, one of the more emotional wins that, uh, on the night. There was a huge crowd on the dice as well with Nikki and a lot of friends and family and supporters who'd all made the trip. So uh, terrific for them to get that Country Cup win on the night. And Hilltop Jack took out the consolation of the Adelaide Cup. Yeah, I mean, he was first reserved for the Cup, Yatesy. So we know what a quality performer he is. And uh, for David Gill, and he really put them away early. I mean, he was uh, able to rocket to the lead down the back and ran 30-52, won by over eight lengths. 
um, he just put them away and showed his class. Yeah, and uh, of course he went around on Monday night. Uh, he finished down the track, just found a bit of bother at a, a crucial stage early in the race and was cluttered away in the heats of the Gawler Gold Cup. So let's get to those. Yeah. Uh, Monday night we had six heats of the Gawler Gold Cup and uh, the opening heat was taken out by the Tim Aloisi train propelled. Yeah, and Tim's done a great job with this dog. Only new to his kennel, only had a couple of runs. We saw him win at Angle Park two starts ago. Stepped out in the heat of the Gawler Cup and got the job done. Very professional. Sat on speed and then raced away. 30-57. Uh, Basil Brush Rose for Renata yeah. Merichik. Ran a bottler of a race. A grade six dog. Um, running second. Um, and is one of the reserves for the final. Uh, Victor Grosso was the hot pot in the race. Yeah. What did you make of his run? He didn't get a lot of luck. He got crowded early. Yeah, he, and he didn't begin. Yeah. Uh, got into a bit of traffic. Um you know, didn't pull a stack of ground away from, from those up front, but um, was never really in the race for mine. Uh, you yeah. know, the, the short price favourite, but at, at, there was no stage where you felt he was a chance to sort yep. of come and win, which is a bit unusual for him because he generally puts himself right in everything. Yep. Um, and uh, we'll look to see where he goes next. Um, what about the second heat? So uh, McKeon Bale went back through the field in this race, looked the winner coming off yep. the back, but Silverstone ended up uh, coming through with a win, holding off Fabulous Ebony, who finished quickly. Now, they went 30-86, uh, slowest heat, I think it was, for the night. Yeah, the race really changed complexion off the back straight with McKeon Bale. Um, but, yeah, Silverstone did a good job. Um, he's been a good dog for, for Ray Murray. and He's got a string of wins there at Gawler. He does love the Gawler venue. Uh, was able to get the job done, 30-86, as I said. Got that lucky run through. Fabulous Ebony uh, charged home, um, going really well as well. Charged home in a second. Only beaten a neck, unfortunately. One of the slower heat wins. But um, as we mentioned for the Adelaide Cup preview, you've got to be in it to win it. And Silverstone's made it through. So good luck to them. But, uh, yeah, probably a touch lucky that uh, the run came. But they were there for the for the win and they got the job done. Uh, now, the next win was quite extraordinary. Uh, Kelsey Bale, who is going to uh, start favourite, I'd imagine. Actually, I did have a market here. I'll drag that up for you as we uh, look into the full preview uh, situation. But um, look back on uh, Monday night. This was quite an extraordinary win. Can you take us through this race? And uh, early markets, the tab fixed, Matho, was $2.40 for uh, Kelsey Bale and Fave. Yeah, well, I think anyone who saw her performance um, would say she was going to start favourite no matter where she drew and who was in the field. Uh, she was open to she was a dollar twenty-five Yatesy for this heat, which I thought, gee, box eight at Gawler, short run to the first turn. Yeah, it's really short. She had good form coming into the series, and she missed the kick. Um, a dog unfortunately found some trouble and fell in front of her. She just avoided it. Yeah, she she weaved her way through down the back straight, off the back straight. You think, oh no, she she might be a chance to to run a place or get the win. Uh, turning for home, she was going two to their one. And, and Yatesy, I don't know if you, you've seen many dogs, you've seen plenty of dogs at Gawler. Yeah. She put them away in emphatic fashion down the front straight, winning by over four lengths. Um, Pretty breathtaking, her performance. What did you make well, of it? Well, uh, look, you're right. I, I've never seen anything like it at Gawler. Um, it's sometimes when you're calling a race, you, you get a feeling like you, you just you, you can see things happening, but there's a feeling within you that you think, oh, goodness, this is something that I haven't seen or yep. this has got some element of strength about it that you haven't felt before. And that was the case with this dog because you're right. It missed the kicks. Not only missed it, it was like a length back. Mm. So then going to the first turn, was able to sort of get over to two or three off where I, I think it might prefer to race, but we'll ask Dan Gibbons about that yep. a bit later. But um then avoided the faller somehow. So we're talking, it couldn't possibly have the momentum it wants at this stage of the race. Yeah, yeah, sure. Do you know what I mean? 
Then it's got to build up and get going. What it did down the back to me was that's the breathtaking part. Mm. That's the bit where you go, hang on, what's happening here? Like, And then in the home straight, to then put five on them yep. or whatever the margin was, it, you just don't see it. And then you look at the clock yep. and you go, wow. So it's run tick outside best, 30-38, I think it yeah. was, was it? Yep. Um 30-38. So came and went was the best. It was in front, had it unchecked and everything its way, came and went. We'll get to that race. But to do what it did... And then you look at the clock and you go, well, gee, there's got to be two or three lengths improvement possibly there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you think, gee, how, how are they going to beat this? Particularly with the, the venom, if you like, that it came into the race, it just really tore away. It was super impressive. Yeah, I mean, you, you, we do see some performances where you go, geez, that's a good run from the back, found trouble, rocketed home. And then you look at the time and you go, okay, well, you can see, you can see why because yeah. the time's not necessarily there. But... 3038 yeah. like they do not go any faster um at Gawler. and to run that time from where she was as I mentioned the talk of the talk of the night was it doesn't matter where she draws it doesn't matter anything she'll just be favorite now we saw with where she's fast in the Adelaide Cup they still have to win it they've yeah. got to put it all together but you've got to think as you mentioned she's got to have improvement in her yeah. and I mean how what can she do if she actually has clear running and yeah. jumps, you know? Yeah. So really exciting for Dan Gibbons. He's got a really exciting team and, and really exciting for Sunday night. She is definitely a dog you want to go and see on Sunday night. Absolutely. Yeah. What about Vadim Ross? He gets oh. Charlie's Misty back through to another big final and uh, coming through with a 30-68 win, holding off uh, Winnington Bale. And uh, from a future perspective, top quality was a, a nice sort of run for Ben Rawlings. Absolutely, yeah. I think with Vadim, I think with Charlie's Misty, the, the best thing to, for her, you know when she's going to run well is when she's double-figure odds. Yeah. Because <laughs> she is, she's a giant killer when, yeah. she, um, when she gets to those sort of odds. And, and she, she, we know she's got speed, she's got stamina, but she actually did a good job on, uh, on Monday night because she, she didn't lead. She was pressured. She got headed. She was second. She came again. And she ended up winning the race, 30-68. Terrific for Vadim. Um, but as mentioned, she, she does seem to run her best when she's big odds or when she's yep. not expected to. Um, and that will be the case in the final on uh, Sunday night. So she's definitely an each-way player. Adam's done a great job with her, as you mentioned, Winnington Bale. And then top quality for Ben Rawlings. Didn't have a lot of luck. I'd say uh, next start for top quality, if, if he's in the consolation, um, draws well, he'll be improved because I think he's a dog on the way up. What, what was the race she was 50s? Was it the SA Sprint Championship, yeah. Charlie's Misty? Yeah. yeah, when Fly for Tricks won at yeah. about 16 to 1 and Charlie's Misty was 50s and just got nosed <laughs> out on the night. Adam yeah. could have been off to Sydney. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, well, he ended up going to Sydney anyway because he, he made the million-dollar chase um, – uh, semi-finals by qualifying through Broken, Broken Hill. Hill. That's right, yeah. So um, uh, she's, I mean, her record's pretty good, actually, Charlie's Misty. Full credit to her, but it is, does seem strange when she's got those sort of double-figure odds. She's a big chance. What about uh, came and went? For another one for Ray Murray. Got another one through to the uh, final, and yep. and this was uh, textbook. It was, yeah. Led, um, very professional dog, as we know. He does love Gawler, but he, he, he loves all tracks. He, he led, he won. He ran 30-37. He's not being caught running that time in a heat of the Gawler Cup. Um, so as mentioned, very professional dog. He did everything he needed to. Uh, Victor Reid was a really good run for Lisa Rasmussen. Um, got home really well. 30-48. Now, Yatesy, that would have won a, um, yeah. a heat or two. Um, but he got home really well for, for Lisa. But take nothing away from the winner. Um, Leeds wins is really hard to beat.
Final uh, heat, we had Spring Phoebe uh, carve over from the outside draw, grab the front and too good. Yeah, for Ben Rawlings, great the, that Ben got a, a dog through to the to the final. And Spring Phoebe, she's been a terrific dog for the connections over a long period of time. And she's another one. She She's pretty faultless with her beginnings. She ran a 3.15 first split, um, led um, and really pinched a break while there was a little bit of trouble in behind with um, Springvale Max and Hilltop Jack. Not getting a lot of clear running late, but take nothing away from her. She ran the time. She let him up. Um, Windburn Flash for Jason Newman ran a nice race in the second ahead of Webb Lake Flame. But, yeah, she went found her way through the final win with her speed. Yatesy, she's always a chance. Yeah, absolutely. We'll uh, touch on that because I think that early speed battle is going to be crucial uh, in the final. Yep. So we'll we'll get to that. Uh, Gia, we're big review. We've uh, covered a lot of ground there, but it's all good stuff. Uh, yep. Coming up next, we're going to check out the big night on Sunday and no doubt Matho's got a winner for us uh, tomorrow <laughs> night. The Preview. Yes, the uh, preview is brought to you by the 2022 uh, Gawler Gold Cup this Sunday night at Gawler. Uh, gates open at 4.30pm, so uh, it's free to get in. Uh, the Rotary Club will be there at the gate, though, taking a gold coin donation as well. So look out for them. Uh, food truck vans inside. There'll be bars and also the uh, tab facilities and, and great activities for the kids. So it's going to be a uh, terrific night uh, on Sunday. Gawler Gold Cup night. Always a big crowd, Matho, and the, uh, the locals certainly get around and enjoy themselves. Yeah, I mean, it's part of sort of that northern carnival that they're sort of having up there at the moment. Um, a week of wonderful racing in the north and they're great supporters of their racing and, and I know that they always get a good crowd there for the Gawler Cup on Sunday night. So uh, make no mistake, it's a, a race not to be missed and, a, and a, a bit of an event not to be missed. There'll be plenty of activities there for the kids and the family. I encourage everyone to get there. What about the box draw for the Gawler Gold Cup, Matho? Can you run through that and the, the tab fixed markets? I think you've got the prices there as well. Okay, so the box draw, which was done on Monday night, one is Silverstone at $12. Came and went out of the two, also both those for Ray Murray at three ten. Kelsey Bale out of the three for Dan Gibbons at $2.40 and favourite. Spring Phoebe out of the four for Ben Rawlings at $10. Charlie's Misty out of the five for Adam Ross, 19 Six Propel, Tim Aloisi, 12s. Uh, seven Impress Us, the third of the Ray Murray team, $26. The eight, the pink Victor Reed for Lisa Rasmussen at $5. Reserves Winnington Bale for Dan Gibbons and Basil Brush Rose for Renata Marichek. And that market, Yatesy, um, $2.40 Kelsey Bale just had a came and went three ten with Victor Reed at $5. Do you reckon they've got that pretty right? Yeah, I, I'd have to have Kelsey shorter. Yeah, um, I'd have it uh, probably closer to even money, to be honest. Uh, just the fact of, of what it did in the, in the heats. And look, it's not guaranteed, but you would think there's some improvement there, as, as we've already touched on. Um, to me, the crucial part to this race... Uh, is the speed battle. Now, we had a bit of a chat off air, actually, about Kelsey Bale missing the kick, and yep. um, you sort of had a bit of a view, or not a view, it was a fact, that before its two runs prior to that, it actually had a good start to the race. Yep. So my question to you, because you've obviously had a really strong look around its previous form before coming here, but yep. where do you think it's all going to happen? Like, Because to me, I think it's better off missing it a bit, because I, I think came and went, spring Phoebe, Charlie's Misty, even propelled, like... Yep. It's just going to be a mad charge to the first turn. And 
Uh, if Kelsey comes out as well, yep. to me, that puts a different spin on the race. So I'm not as confident, believe it or not, if she can get out with him. I, okay. I think there could be trouble. Like, yeah. I really do. Could what do be. you think? Well, yeah, we, we might have had this similar discussion for the Adelaide Cup, actually, with the amount of speed. But there's clearly no doubt, um, Cayman went and Spring Phoebe are pretty faultless beginners in particular. Charlie's Misty can be hit and miss, but we know she can begin. And as you mentioned, pro- propelled can come out. Um, out wide impress us and Victor Reed. They they like to sit wide and yep. they don't really come out. And Silverstone But Propel will want to get to the rail, won't it? He will, yeah. yeah. But I mean he's probably gonna miss, you know, it, the likes of Charlie's Missy, Spring Phoebe should all be out in front. Mm-hmm. I'm a bit of the view, so long as Kelsey Bell just gets around the first turn yes. without without really too much trouble. And if I she actually finds that. her way towards the rails, um, as you mentioned um in the review, that mid race where she sets the race up, definitely she has to come past other dogs. I couldn't see her beginning as well as came and went and spring Phoebe. Can you see her being in a squeeze there though or not? Oh, or yeah. do you think she can bully through, hold a position, and then she's got the strength to just go through them? Yeah, I actually think that she's got the strength to go through them, to be honest. I think even if she began better than expected, I don't think that's a huge problem because I think that she can be strong enough to hold her position, um, even if she missed it a, a, a slight little bit. So long as she just gets around the first turn yep. and avoids if there is any any trouble, yep. right? Yeah. Um, I think she'll be okay because her mid-race is, is exceptional. Um, but it would not surprise me if she just comes out with came and went, hold Spring Phoebe out, or even if Spring Phoebe begins really well and goes really goes past them, I think she'll just get she'll be in that third fourth position, I think, yep. and in a really striking position. Um, but it is a I mean it is a concern with the amount of speed that is around her, right? I would have probably preferred her to be actually drawn wider. To be fair, yep. then at least she can just avoid anything, just get around the first turn. Um, so what are you looking at? Who do you think will lead then? Uh, look, I think Cayman Wentz a good chance to poke up. I think Spring Phoebe and Charlie's Misty can both come out if Cayman Wentz sort of is half hesitant. And Propelled, it's not super out of boxes, but it can it can sort of muster and it's going to put inside pressure, I think. Like, I feel like it's going to want to be pushing over. Yep. Um, and I think it's probably going to miss... I think Charlie's Misty can get out quicker than it. So I think it's going to be pushing over just in behind, even onto a... Kelsey or something like that. So um, I thought outside the favourite. Now, look, Cayman Wend has got all the credentials, but I've only got it in third because I, I really was impressed with Victor Reid. Yeah. Um, the way it took ground off the the winner um, is drawn where it doesn't uh, really hate, so it can stay up the track. If there's any sort of this, what we're talking about going on in the first turn, yep. Victor Reid's not going to see it. it it's going to be off enough, in my view, to be missing all that. It's got a nice little balance and mid-race move. And the way it hit the line the other night, um, I was I was really impressed. I, I thought it was the second best run um, in in the series, despite came and went going the quickest, who I've only got in third. Yep. Uh, that said, came and went can come out and be textbook again and win. You know what I mean? So they're the top three for me. I feel like one of those three wins. Yep. I, I was strong leaning to Kelsey. I thought Victor Reid was overs at the five bucks. And came and went, I think you've got to have him somewhere. If there is trouble, as we uh, we touched on, we missed Buzz Junkie, if there was trouble at each way <laughs> odds. Is there a 100 to 1 shot, Yatesy, <laughs> getting up here? Uh, well, I mean, what's Vadim going to do with Charlie? Well, so if we got the double figure odds there, um, you know, well, you, she, you never know. She's $19. If she blows out to 30s, <laughs> I reckon that's the time to get on her. Yeah. Um, look, I thought Impress Us was – it's a really intriguing final. I mean, yeah. I, I just – Kelsey, to me, is the one. Yeah. Um, because 
a lot of these are going to need some things going their way. All she needs is things not going against yeah. her too bad. Like she can cope with a bit of um, interference. She can cope with a bit of bad luck and still win. Yeah, There's some of these I don't think can do that. They need to have it run in their favour and, yeah. and can win if that happens, by the way. Yeah, I mean, the, the most interesting part, obviously, the goal of 531 is the short run to the first turn, which does really open it up that dogs with high speed, they can pinch a break on a, mm. on a hot field like this and really, you know, kick clear and, and hang on. Um, or the good dogs, they can sort of dominate early and then just set the race up for them late. So it's the 531, the start with a really short run to the first turn, it really makes it an interesting an interesting event. And I mean, last year, Victor Grosso, I think Victor Grosso set up similar to last year was what Kelsey Bale will. Yes. There was a pressure early. He got a nice run through and a nice sit and he was able to rock it home and got, get the job done. And I'm thinking Kelsey Bale might do that. That's yep. what I'm thinking. And what about Major Major the year before? I reckon it was yeah. a similar one. It sort of sat in behind and sort of yep. finished late. So that might be the pattern. Uh, okay, sounds like we're both with the uh, the fave. Oh, yeah. yep. um, and only bad luck could be the undoing. Uh, what about Thursday night, Matthew? What, uh, what do you got there for a best bet for us? Well, Thursday night, I've gone to the last race. So hopefully you haven't selected in the same race as no, me. No, I haven't. Okay, no. so we're going to go race 12, number eight, Run Like Jess yep. for Adrian Chevalier. Steps back up to the 595. Adrian's been doing a great job with him. Um, he's been a bit unlucky his last couple of runs over the 5.30. He was getting home really well. Second behind Express Speed last start. 5.95. I think you've got to wait for race 12, number eight. And I know that Adrian uh, is probably a bit annoyed. She's, he's run, come from box eight, I think his last four or five starts. Yeah. But um, I think he'll get the job done for you, Adrian. So there you go, box eight for you. <laughs> And uh, won four of seven over the track and trip. So yeah. has really built a nice record. I've got a couple of them. I've gone with two. One uh, that is a bit shorter and one that's a bit longer. So uh, I like race six, number seven, Finnis Redeem. Um, yep. It's uh, coming through into the uh, classic prelude, uh, yep. the, the final there. And um, I really liked uh, the way it was able to drive over, grab the front, too strong. Springvale Jess looked a fleeting hope down the running, but then was strong to the line. Yep. What I like about it, it, it was coming up from the 342 metres the run before, so it hadn't had, it had been like nearly three weeks before it had a 500 run, and it had that little 342 run in between. I think it's going to be even better, and there's no speed underneath for me. I mean, Blue Bouquet, Sino Griffin, Maestro Luke, Springvale Jess may be the one that would be poking through, but I just think he's able to work over and grab the front, so yep. he's, he's the one for me. Uh, the other one that I thought was luckless the other night and just seemed to be about to come into the race the way it likes to, was on the tequila. Yeah. Uh, so it's race eight, um, number six. It'll be it'll be odds because this is a nice little race. And um, he just copped, or she rather, copped a whack at a crucial stage. I really like the way she got going again. Yeah. And look, she was beaten um, nearly six lengths, but the run had merit for me. And I think you're going to get a nice price and I'd, I'd like to be on um, race eight, number six at a bit of value. Yeah, well, vacant box on her inside. Um, she does like a, a wider draw as well on the yeah. So as long as she gets that clear running early, um, yeah. But as you mentioned, it's a wide open race that one, so yeah. you should get some good odds there. All right, terrific stuff. That's our uh, look at the Gawler Gold Cup for Sunday, and then uh, our best bets for Thursday night at Angle Park. Daniel Gibbons up next. He's the trainer of the favourite for the Gawler Gold Cup, Kelsey Bale. The interview. 
Uh, we've got a big night coming up on Sunday night, the uh, Gawler Gold Cup final, Group 3. It's going to be a big night and a uh, man with a big hand in the race. He's got the favourite, Kelsey Bale. Dan Gibbons has been kind enough to give us his time on the Dogcast. Dan, uh, thanks for joining us and congratulations on uh, on getting through. No worries, mate. Thank you. Uh, you you've had uh, some nice recent success here in South Australia and you, you've been a, a real big supporter of, of racing here. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of hard to win a big race in Melbourne at the moment. There's <laughs> way too many good dogs, so we're trying to sneak over there to try and get a couple. Well, Dan, before we talk about uh, Sunday night, we, we the most recent feature race that uh, you guys were able to claim here in SA was your hero, Bale. Um, she took out the SA Oaks and created a huge impression locally here with her, her heat win and then a brilliant win in, in the final at Group 3 level. Um, I know she hasn't had any other starts subsequently. Just just to touch on her firstly, I mean, that must have been a great experience for to claim the SA Oaks here in South Australia. And where do you see her going to? Um, yeah, it was good. We were stoked because it was actually our first group race. So um, we were happy, but she... Uh, I think she fractured her tibia in the catching pen either there or in the race or somewhere near the end of it because yep. she come home injured and, yeah, we haven't been able to race her since. Okay. Um, our plans are to try and kind of get her right for the Melbourne Cup, but I think we're kind of pushing it at the moment. So, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll just put, go as it plays out, I guess. Okay. Well, I mean, as you say, the highs of winning the SA Oaks and then um, her being injured, I mean, and that is the highs and lows of greyhound racing, which no doubt um, you're, you're, you pretty much know firsthand. Um, yeah, exactly. But you've also been you've been through to our Mount Gambier Cup Series and now you've headed towards Gawler. As you mentioned, I mean, the, the racing's hard in Victoria to win um, sort of group feature races. Is, it, is that sort of a – we're going to see more of you as, uh, as the uh, months and years go on? Um, yeah, I think we will. It's it's not too hard to travel over there. With the, the dogs seem to be travelling all right. Well, the ones we're kind of picking and choosing go all right. Um, but yeah, it's not even just feature races in Melbourne. The, even just the city races hard to win here at the moment. There's just that many good dogs around. It's hard to compete with them all. What about out of your uh, your team, Dan? Where where do you rate Kelsey Bale? We're just having a chat earlier on in uh, in this dogcast. Um, uh, just what was able to happen there on, on Monday night was quite extraordinary, the the way picked up and really put them to the sword. Yeah, she's not quite the full package yet, but she's definitely up there. She's a really strange dog. She can she can ping the lids and then smash the first and second splits and then tire in the run home, Otherwise, or she can do the opposite. She'll miss the start and fly home. So I think once she puts all of it together, she's going to be a really, really good dog. Well, I think, Dan, um, in looking at her form, she came up $1.25 in the heat, which um, box eight, that short run at Gawler to the first turn, I think people might have been thinking, geez, $1.25. Now, she put that to bed um, pretty pretty clearly after the, the race. That, that was a fair quote for her based on her performance. But her last couple of runs, she was able to, to lead and win quite impressively, but then Prior to that, she'd run around in the Million Dollar Chase um, semi-finals, where she got back in the field and ran home strongly behind the likes of, you know, Gatlin, Panama, Pepper, you know, the, all these Group One dogs. Um, so yeah, she is a bit of a an interesting dog that she's not she, she's not one-dimensional. She 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 can lead or she can run home. Not too many dogs have that, and pretty exciting in the future. Yeah, she's she's definitely hard to follow, though, because you can't pick whether she's going to jump or not. And 
at the moment she's not doing both in the same race. So she'll either either ping and lead real strong and tire, or she'll do the opposite and um, she'll come out slow but run home like a train. So yeah, <laughs> like I said, when she gets the start and finish together, she'll be she'll be a hard dog to beat. Yeah, but the point of uh, of what Sean has touched on and what, and what you're talking about, it's. It's actually quite extraordinary from a, a physiological as, um, perspective, I would have thought, because generally you've got a bit of fast twitch fibre or you're a bit stronger at the end. Normally you can't just change it around in, in the run. I mean, the, the physical makeup of her, that seems very strange to me, to, to race in that style, to have speed and then tyre or to have no speed and be strong. It's as though they're two different dogs. Yeah, it really is. And she, and like I said, you don't know what dog you're going to get on the day. <laughs> but it's almost like if she's losing, she she really, really just wants to win. Right. And then if she's in front, she kind of knows she's got the race won and she'll, she, won't, she won't keep using all of her energy. Like, right. she'll just stay in front. Now, Dan, um, the final obviously was uh, the heats were run on Monday night and we got the final on Sunday night. She's come up with box three. Were you able to have a look at the other heats and and the other dogs drawn around you? And what's your what's your take on it? We've spoken about on the show previously. Um, Came and Wentz drawn on your inside and Spring Phoebe on your outside. They're both dogs who have really good speed early and and are pretty faultless beginners. Um, Kelsey's in between them. What uh, what's your sort of take on looking at where she has drawn with the other dogs around her on Sunday night? Uh, yeah, I think it's a horrible box draw for her just because if she if she does miss the start again, she's going to have to try and burrow her way through the middle of the field rather than running around it. And um, yeah, I think she might she she might get stuck a bit. Could you see her if she hit it? Could you see her leading, or do you reckon? Um, well, as you said, you don't know if she's going to either hit it on or not. <laughs> but um, if she did hit it, I mean, I mean, she ran thirty thirty eight. If she can, if she can just jump with them, I think she's a massive chance. But if she misses it like she did last week, those two either side of her, I think, will just close the gap and she won't really have anywhere to go. I, I was hoping she would half miss it a bit. I, I was hoping she was a length or two slow and was able to sit just in behind. And, and that power that she produced the other night, I understand there's going to need an opening to come. But from what I saw there, I mean, if there's one, she, she's going to take it. Um, but... This, this starting situation, I mean, as a trainer, no doubt you're trying to unravel and, and find secrets. I mean, are you trying different things to, to get it to begin? And are, are you noticing any patterns as to what's sort of working and not? Or it's still uh, all, all a bit of a puzzle at this stage? No, it's funny you say that. We have tried heaps of different things. Like over in Victoria, we've got the flats in the boxes. We try and set her feet different each start. And I was talking to Beck because I've, I've handled her probably 99% of her starts. And that was the first time Beck's handled her in a while. I said to her, make sure you give her two little taps on the bum and say, good girl, before she jumps. <laughs> and straight after the race, I messaged her and said, you didn't tap her on the bum, did you? But <laughs> she reckons she did, so I don't know. Well, will you be coming across on Sunday night, Dan, or will we be back um, handling the team for you? Uh, we haven't decided yet. She she had a horrible time going over there and coming home with McKean. Yep. McKean was one of her favourites, and it was just a long trip home. So I think... Um, if she's not up to it, I'm happy to go. But, yeah, we haven't decided yet. Okay. Well, uh, mate, we wish you all the best. We really appreciate your time. And, uh, look, I've caught a lot of races at Gawler, and I've never seen anything like I saw on Monday night just in relation to the strength and power and and what we would consider to be some probably improvement to come given the, the start of the race. So, uh, look, all the best. And 
and uh, maybe let's hope the bum tap happens, eh? Good luck. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Good on you. There he is, Dan Gibbons, uh, trainer of Kelsey Bale. Matho, uh, massive chance. Our tab fix favourite for the big one. Absolutely. Yeah, great insights there from Dan. Um, great supporter, as, as he's mentioned, of SA Racing. We love to see them here in South Australia and um, look forward to the success. Hopefully um, she runs a big race for them on Sunday night, but clearly a doctor follow in the future as well, Yates. Yeah, absolutely. There seems to be, uh, you know, some real excitement once everything is put together at both ends. Matho, great stuff. Another good show. Uh, we'll catch you next time, mate. Eh? Yep, look forward to it. All right, thanks for tuning into the Dogcast. Good luck to all connections in the Gawler Gold Cup. We hope to see you all Sunday night at the track.